Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the Recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. On on location. Summertime. Gretchen is, mm-hmm. I could see from the YouTube video that will be up eventually, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you will have a nice beach behind you. I can't really see your face too well, but there's some. It, it, that's okay. The beach is better to look at. Although it looks a little foggy. Yeah, it is. But it's kind of like working for us. It's that nice, crisp, overcast, like the cypress trees. Coming vibe. from coming from Texas. Heat. Coming from Texas. Gonna make some clam chowder later. Oh my God. Gonna be delicious. Should be in Boston. Hey, so I got myself this Yeti cup. Actually, it's a Hello Bello Yeti. Okay. When I first moved to Texas, everybody it didn't have to be a Yeti. It could be whatever. But like they all carried around these cups like this, right? Uh-huh. And I didn't really get it. I was like, what is the deal with these cups? Like everybody carries them. It's like a thing. Because it's hot AF. You got to stay hydrated. Yes. But I, so that is why. But it wasn't okay. hot AF when I got here, right? So I just didn't get it. But now I even get it because when I get my Starbucks, the ice melts in like a second. Yeah. So unless I have the Yeti, I like this is my Starbucks right now. I now yeah. I carry this in my car so I can just pour it in here. Yeah, the Yeti cups are worth every penny. 
They really are. And then I they will are. go and play tennis. Keep it in my car. And it's fine. Hundred and something I don't know what degrees. kind of magic they make it out of, but it is still a thing. has the ice in it. It's a, incredible. They should be a sponsor. I love them so much. Yeah, they should. I don't think they even need us. They're so popular. I know. So crazy news came out yesterday. Oh, my God. A few days ago for you guys listening. So crazy. I cannot even. So Britney Spears. We're talking about Britney, our obviously. Best friend. And we did a two-part series about her on um, Patreon, yes, if we, anyone we cares did, if to anybody listen. wants to listen. But she went to court yesterday and she was allowed to talk, which she has not been allowed to talk for many years. And Brittany came out with the guns. Dude, she's got a voice. It's so amazing to hear it. it I is... think it made Tab really sad, but it made me excited. Listen. I'm like, that's my girl. I will tell you, there were no recording devices allowed in the courtroom, but somebody snuck one in and they released it on YouTube. So if anybody wants to listen to it, it is there. And if anybody follows Brittany on Instagram, they see her with this baby voice. And that's the voice that she has had for years. But Brittany does not have the baby voice in court. No. And she is strong. And I think it probably took a lot, but I will tell you her dad is a fucking asshole. Asshole. Yeah. And she says it. She's like, he only, she, he owns her as a slave to work for him. And California has let it happen. It's so crazy. It's so, it's crazier. It's crazier than we thought. Yeah, that's the that's the truth. It's crazier than we even thought. It's crazier than anybody had thought. So mm-hmm. I hope the judge this time comes to her senses and frees her. Because really, I mean, you know, when they say free Britney, like really free Britney. She's 40 yeah. years old. She's a, She should be able to live her life the way that she wants to live her life. And I mean, dude, like she's a slave. Yeah. I'm sad for her, but I know what you're saying. You were like, yeah, I, I think that she, she I knew she gonna, had it in her. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. This is like our deep, right. dark, da- not dark, but you. deep down, like Britney fascination that we've had for so mm-hmm. many years. Because yeah. she's, she, ugh, you know. Okay, Tab, I got to tell you about my drive up here. Okay, tell me. Because it was so crazy. It's 11 and a half hours. Driving. You guys, so I can't, driving. So I came home from the Texas mm-hmm. on Monday night. Flight got delayed. Didn't get home till late Monday. Did all my laundry, packed up my car, drove 11 and a half hours the next day. Bananas. Anyways, my kid, Willow, lost two teeth in the car. Really? Yeah. Were they loose? I, think, I don't even know. She's just like, I mean, if there's just a like a little bit of wiggle, she just sat there. and Oh, just, her and I are the yanked. same. Just yanked it out. She couldn't take it. And she was so satisfied by the feeling. She did it to another tooth. <laughs> and then she's like, Does, is the tooth fairy going to come on vacation? Because I got a feeling I'm going to get five bucks since I did two at the same time. I'm like, oh, I don't think so. I think you got to do it at your house. Oh, my God. Give her Does the five dollars. Yes. Mm. She's already forgotten about it. So let me tell you. My daughter got her braces off yesterday. And oh, she did. You didn't even send me a picture or anything. Because she would not show me her teeth. She is what? so upset about it, Gretchen. Oh, she I remember. Like, you know what? I remember that feeling because they feel big. She's like, they're huge. She was crying yeah. all day. All day. You have. I know. Okay. Yeah, that that's a thing. I remember that feeling, actually. She just has to get used to them. I know. That's what I told her. I was like, they're not big. They're beautiful. And the bigger the teeth, the better. I mean, yeah. if I had bigger teeth, I just, I love big teeth, like Julie Roberts' right. teeth. I love them. I know. I know. Well, you tell her, I, I thought the same thing at first. I did too. Even as an adult, yeah. I had braces in my 20s. And I remember when I, I got know. them off, I was like, oh, I don't look so cute with them off. Yep. Sean, I told him that yesterday. He's like, uh, I couldn't wait for you to get those braces off. 
all of us couldn't wait for you to get those braces <laughs> off. Were you embarrassed going to you, the clubs with me with my braces? 100% I was. And <laughs> your teeth were not even like that crooked. We were like, why would you do that? I got Invisalign after that. I, I still have Invisalign, you guys. Like, oh I'm still God. working my two, she, two years. An, <laughs> you have an obsession with your teeth. No, They need to be perfect. Hmm. See? Okay. You well, guys are looking. on YouTube. You could see them. They're very good right now. Okay. Do you want to talk some crime? Please. Let's do it. Okay. This case is long awaited for. This is the case of Jennifer Dulos. Are you there? Yep. I'm here. I just, I think she's such a beautiful woman, mother. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've kind of like watched it all unfold to get to this point, but I didn't really know all the details. We talked about it on Patreon when it was actually happening, but I thought it's time to take a deep dive and discuss the disappearance of her in New Canaan, Connecticut. This case was brought to us by a couple listeners, but specifically Rachel Clark and Sherry. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say your name wrong. Sherry, I have a knack for that. It's spelled F-A-T-T-E-D-A-D. I want to say fat dad, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> Are you all? Are you well? It's got to be fat dad, fat dad, I I don't know. Sorry, Sherry. Okay. But Sherry, but I didn't. Fine. I, but I didn't. Say, I didn't say fat Sherry. dad. Okay, we're gonna go with <laughs> Sherry. Thank you. Okay. So, New Canaan, Connecticut. Connecticut is pricey. Oh, it totally is pricey. Oh my god! And it's okay. bougie. All those people wear oh. like the you know navy and white. Yeah, I know. Right? They're just crisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so. In New Canaan, most three-bedroom homes are in the multi-million-dollar range, but oh, you can score one for as little as seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for like a shack. Yeah, but you know what? Actually, the thing is, they're all cute. Even your little three-bedroom shack is like hardwood floors, clean white walls. Yeah, you know they're not like run down. Where like say Texas, you'd find shitty carpet and outdated everything. You know? No. It's not it's not like there. It's very classic style in Connecticut. Yes. Everything is white. And I don't know. I think if you paint everything white, it always looks new. <laughs> like just repaint it white. That's true. Yeah, it's true. I imagine Connecticut has like great farmers markets. The the moms all wear like J. Crew. Hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. I'm actually not so sure that my sloppy ass would fit in there. I don't think that you would fit in there. And I do not like wearing flats. Unless they're tennis shoes. Oh. So I would also. Right. You do have an aversion. Yeah. yeah. Not not be okay with it. God, you'd be tromping around. I'd be in, in my wedges. Like, wedges. trouble. <laughs> I'd be like, who is that? <laughs> that with her yeah. bright pink miniskirt. No. That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So um, Jennifer and her husband, Fotis were what I imagine a pretty typical wealthy Connecticut couple to kind of be. Fotis owned a custom home building business, and Jennifer was a writer when she wasn't busy with her five children, two sets of twins. That's bananas. She's got one up on you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) she does. I mean, one up on the twin spectrum, you know, like. Right. Actually, if you had another set of twins, you would have five kids, too. So true story. Yeah. When I found out I was pregnant again after having the first set of twins, I made my doctor give me an ultrasound like that day because I was like, dude, I have to know that it's only one baby. Like I can handle this (laughs) if it's only one. But if there's two in there, I don't think I can do it. Yeah. So hats off to Jennifer. Right. Right. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Okay. So Jennifer and Fotis met at Brown University. Smarty pants. They they are smarty pants, but they didn't actually hook up until 15 years after graduation when they ran into each other in Aspen. (laughs) That's like so East Coast naughty story, right? Yeah. Like I said, bougie, bougie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they were both good looking. I mean, Jennifer, total disco biscuit, the long 
effortless, you know, hair. Brown she had hair. The, the Julia Roberts smile. Uh-huh, she does. I mean, yeah, how ironic that we're talking about smiles yeah. in the get-go today because she had a, like, really an incredible one. She was very fit, you know, especially for having the five kids. I mean, perfect. So from the outside Everything is picture perfect with this beautiful family, but it wasn't perfect at all, and it hadn't been for a minute. Jennifer and Fotis had married in 2004, and she filed for divorce and moved 70 miles from the family home where they were living in 2017. What led up to that is some pretty common reasons people split. Financial stress, infidelity, right? So both of those can get real messy and more than messy, straight up scary when the person you're trying to divorce is as controlling and threatening as Fotis was. So Jennifer came from a wealthy family. Her father was the president of Chase Morgan Bank. Wow. Yeah, that's big time. Yeah, that's a big time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So despite growing up very privileged, people say she was very down to earth and For a time, she wrote a blog called Five Makes Seven, and I was able, the blog has been taken down, but I was able to read some excerpts from it, and she is very relatable, and it's just, it's clear her world revolved around her children. Fotis had grown up in Greece and came from more humble beginnings, and some people speculate he always looked at Jennifer as a meal ticket because of her family money. At some point, he borrowed two and a half million dollars from her parents for his business, And he was repaying that loan until Jennifer's father passed away. And then he didn't think it was super necessary to keep paying. Lame, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So after Jennifer filed for divorce, Jennifer's mother filed a lawsuit against Fotis for repayment of the loan, which he now, of course, claimed was just a gift. So Fotis just like fancied himself entitled to not just Jennifer's family money, but to the finer things in general, like nice cars, vacations. You know, he always kind of had to have the best. And that's all well and good if you can afford it. But Fotis really couldn't. He needed to sell some of those expensive and expansive custom homes that he had built because his business was in about $7 million of debt. Yikes, that's a lot. Right? So... I mean, that is the financial stress that led up to the filing for divorce. And on top of all that, there was the infidelity. Jennifer had found out about Fotis's latest fling, and it was with a woman named Michelle Traconis. She confronted Fotis about the affair, and that fucker had the balls to tell her that it was more than an affair, that he loved Michelle. And so her and her 12-year-old daughter would be moving into their home. Oh, oof. Like they were all just going to like live together together as one big yeah. happy family. Yeah. Yeah. He told her that was happening. Not here. No way. Otis. That is the point when Jennifer made the move to the rental house in New Canaan, where she was living with her children in 2019. When she did actually leave the family home with Fotis, she hired bodyguards to, so you know, get out. She was, yeah. he must have been a real scary guy. He must For have a been while. a scary guy. And she, yeah, and I think that's why she yeah. moved 70 miles away because of his temper. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was in 2017. And until 2019, they had been going back and forth over custody and finances. It was ugly, like ugly, ugly. Fotis had a temper and he had threatened to take the children to Greece so she would never see them again. Jennifer, thankfully, was able to get full custody, and then Fotis was only able to have supervised visits with the children, and so the courts were on her side in that aspect. Unfortunately, they weren't on her side when she tried to get a restraining order against Fotis for herself. She said she was afraid for her life and that he had threatened her and bullied her in the court papers, but the judge said that that was just hearsay, and so her request was denied. Dude. Why are we still? Because he's good looking. I think because he's good looking. Good looking people are more convincing. Yeah, but I feel like we're in the day and age where let's start taking this shit seriously. Okay? Yeah. She hasn't. It's not like she's trying to get anything from him. You know what I mean? Like, 
No. She's wealthy yeah. on her own. Like she's yeah. She's trying to protect herself and and the judge is like, sorry, like what else can she yeah. do? Yeah, it's total injustice. Yeah, I think about what it must have been like for Jennifer leaving this controlling man after taking his shit for 13 years and becoming a single mom with five kids. She wrote that blog, like I told you. I think about what it must have been like for Jennifer leaving this controlling man after taking his shit for 13 years and becoming a single mom. In that blog that she had, their experts are, are about like all the joys of her kids and also like the loss of sleep and juggling it all. And when she actually left him, the twins, her youngest twins were six. And for me, when my kids got to that age, that's when I started to get kind of clear-headed. You know, like you're really in the weeds mm-hmm. with twins. And I think it was probably the same for her. At that age, your kids become like pretty like self-sufficient and life gets busier, but also so much easier with multiples. I think I thought about that a lot actually recently when I traveled with my kids solo because, I mean, like we've come a long way. Yeah. I mean, they can like get in and out of the car themselves. Buckle their own seatbelts. It's like... Yeah, you can reason with them. You can bribe them much easier is great, right? 100%. (laughs) Okay. I mean, so I feel like, yeah, we can relate. We can all relate to Jennifer in that way that when your youngest hit like that age, you kind of start to get your groove back. When our youngest were around that age, we started this podcast, right? Right. right. In Jennifer's case, she got back to writing the novel that she had started 10 years prior. Okay, And her friends say while all the divorce drama had taken its toll on her, she was going to come out on the other side thriving. It was like it was hopeful. I imagine Jennifer felt the same way because for the first time in two years since she had moved out with her children and Michelle Traconis and her child moved in with Fotis, she allowed Fotis past the driveway of her rental home and had dinner with him and the kids in the backyard. It must have been such a relief that there could be, you know, some kind of she's moving on with her life. You know, she's going to finish her book. There's going to be some kind of peace with this man that a year prior to she had attempted to get a restraining order against. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it didn't last long because two days later, on May 24th, 2019, Jennifer dropped her kids off at school per her usual routine at 8 a.m. and then returned to her home, never to be seen again. Alarm bells went off immediately when the nanny arrived at the house with the children where she was getting ready to go to. She was supposed to get them ready to go to a dental appointment in the city where Jennifer was to meet them. When the nanny approached the house, she saw that the mudroom door was left open and unlocked, and that was not typical. And also, there were only two rolls of toilet paper in the cupboard, which struck her as weird because she had just bought a 12-pack the day before. Jennifer's car was also gone, but her purse was still there. So it's obvious something is amiss. Mm -hmm. She makes some calls to try to reach Jennifer and finds out where she is, and she learns that she has missed the doctor's appointment that she had scheduled that day, and that is totally out of character for her. So the nanny ends up taking the children to Jennifer's mother's home in the city and then calling the police and telling them that Jennifer was missing and that she was going through a real contentious divorce. All righty, Gretch, have you got back into your routine of taking some vitamins and supplements? Yes, that's why I'm so smart and charming. You <laughs> haven't noticed? <laughs> <laughs> I take my vitamins, girl. It's so easy with Care Of. It is really easy. And you know, they now have a Care Of app that lets you track your routine and earn cool things like swag, discounts, and free products. I love free shit. Who doesn't love that? But you guys, it's really easy to take your vitamins with care of and, you know, consistency is key. And it, they say it takes about 30 days to see some benefits. So with that app and tracking it and everything coming in individual packages, it's awesome. You take a quiz, you get a little pack, easy peasy. Even I could do it. If I could do it, you could do it. And it feels good to take your vitamins. 
It definitely does. I start my day with it and then I'm done for the day. Yeah, who wants a bunch of bottles? No, not I, said the fly. Yeah, so we are giving our listeners 50% off your order if you use our code CLINK50. So go to takecareof.com and enter code CLINK50. That is takecareof.com and enter CLINK50. Gretchy, how's your morning cereal eating going? You mean my any time of day cereal eating going? 100%. I love eating Magic Spoon cereal for dinner. Oh my gosh, it's the best way to get in all of your protein. Low carb, friendly. Low carb. If you guys have not tried Magic Spoon, Gretchen and I are here to tell you that it is hands down the best and your kids will even eat it. It's like... Think about the sugar cereals that we all used to love, except for it doesn't have any sugar. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, you guys. Hot damn. Hot damn is right. We love it around here. Can't get enough. And if that doesn't float your boat, it's only 140 calories a serving. That's right. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And we have more exciting news for you. Magic Spoon will be releasing two amazing new flavors this month for a limited time. Cookies and cream, Gretchen. I'm so excited. I can't. I I am legit so excited. (laughs) Me too. I cannot (laughs) wait to get them. And maple waffle. If that isn't the most comforting, indulgent combination, then I really don't know what is, you guys. This is the ultimate treat yourself combo. So make sure you get some while you can for a limited time. You can also build your own box. Available flavors to build your own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. And if you're listening from Canada, guess what? You can now get Magic Spoon too. Nice. So guys, go to magicspoon.com forward slash clink clink to grab your new limited edition cookies and cream and maples and waffles. Again, that promo code is clink clink at checkout to save $5 off your order. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com forward slash clink clink and use the code clink clink to save five bucks. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started 
with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk and including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Police decide to do a well-being check on Jennifer and go to her home. And when they go to her home, they discover blood on the floor of the garage. As you can imagine, all eyes are on Fotis. He is the only person in the world with any motivation to harm Jennifer. And what do we always say? Just saying. Right? Well, it turns out he had some real motivation. And it wasn't just because he was like a bitter Betty that Jennifer no longer agreed till death do us part. The kids actually had substantial trust funds courtesy of, you know, bank president Gramps, right? Mm-hmm. And whoever controlled the kids had access to the money. Oh. So if Jennifer was dead, say, Fotis could get his hands on the dough. So shady. Not surprising. Not surprising, though, right? So police go question the Fotis, and he's, like, not sweating it. They describe him as being a little too calm, given the mother of his children is missing, and they suspect foul play, and they tell him that. So they press him harder, and he actually surrendered his phone. This is when the unfortunate events that happened the day Jennifer disappeared started to unfold because Fotis probably thought like, sure, take my phone. It's not like I texted anyone. I'm going to kill Jennifer because I want to control my kids' money. I'm not that dumb. Mm -hmm. But he is so dumb because everyone knows that your phone knows everything that you do. It's keeping tabs on you. Oh, it's like tracking where he's going, like coming and going. Yeah, and they were able to get the data off of his phone that showed his locations that day. And when they got that information, Fotis, he had some splaining to do, okay? I mean, wouldn't you know, Fotis was in New Canaan that morning. 70 miles from his house. Correct. Okay. And then he was at one of his vacant properties for a long time. And then... He drove along Hartford Avenue and made 30 different stops at various dumpsters. We pretty much know everywhere Fotis was that day except for an unaccounted hour and a half because his cell phone matched up with video surveillance around town. They have cameras everywhere. Okay. So Michelle Draconis, by the way, was with Fotis that day from the the point, not the whole time, from the point of him at his vacant property to the dumpsters drive. So she was questioned by the police as well. And she says she was at the house because Fotis had asked her to come help him clean it for a showing. And he asked her to bring specific supplies like Clorox, paper towels, and garbage bags. The odd thing about this is for, okay, for one Fotis, like these homes are selling for millions and millions of dollars. And Fotis being the way he was all extra fancy and shit, I'm like, there is no way he was cleaning his own properties. No. Like that's not going to, like that's not going to fly, right? And they're new homes, right? Like I use Clorox to do laundry, but to clean a brand new house, like that's just not what you would use. Right? Like Clorox. It's not bleach, like he said, like a big yeah, like jug. Clorox, 
Yeah, like Clorox bleach. No. I mean, like if it was Fabuloso, maybe that is like something believable. I just bought Fabuloso right? today. Oh my god, it smells so <laughs> good. The baby powder scent—it's it's really, really fine. Listen, it's really toxic though. That shit it is, is like totally. So... But I, I feel clean. <laughs> It's such a (laughs) facade. The only reason I bought it today is because I was out of all of my stuff and I just had to run to the grocery store. And then I was like, but I do like the smell. The smell (laughs) is good. Okay. Okay. Police were like, so, hey, Michelle, all the garbage bags and the dumpster stops, what's with that? And Michelle said, despite spending the hours from 2 to 6.30 p.m. with Fotis cleaning, she had no idea what was in the bags and why they were making so many stops. That's so weird. That's so weird, right? She's so full of shit. Okay, so the investigators were able to actually retrieve some of those garbage bags. And they also got a search warrant for Fotis's property and his current residence. In the bags, they found the shirt they knew Jennifer was wearing that day covered in blood. Her blood? Her blood. They also found bloody zip ties, paper towels, a mop, and a logo plate off a bike, which turned out to be a really rare, like fancy as fuck bike that Fotis owned. They think that what The significance of the bike thing is that they think that he parked his truck three miles away. Biked there. And then biked to Jennifer's house and then broke into her garage, restrained her, and then murdered her at his vacant property. Like took her. Like took her. Yeah. At the property where Fotis and Michelle, like it was the vacant property where Fotis and Michelle had spent so much time cleaning it. They had a forensic pathologist examine the scene, and they said it was clear that a brutal murder had happened there. There's no way anyone could have survived that much blood loss, and it was also obvious that someone had attempted to cover it up. So at Fotis and Michelle's home, they found typed statements accounting for everything that both of them had done that day. The investigators started calling these Fotis and Michelle. (laughs) They started calling them their alibi, like the investigators referred to them as the alibi scripts. That is so weird. Well, but that would make sense, right? Okay. But Michelle says they were told to write down what they did that day by their attorney, which kind of also makes oh. sense too. Okay. 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 So one of Fotis's workers came forward to the police and told them that Fotis had used the work truck that this guy usually drives the week Jennifer disappeared. And when he returned it to him, it had been professionally detailed. Like, because, you know, you get work trucks professionally detailed all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. And Fotis also told him to get the seats replaced. Oh, replace the seats. Mm -hmm. And the guy thought that's uh, super weird. (laughs) Yeah. So he went ahead and he kept those seats and he turned them over to the police. And when they tested them, they found Jennifer's blood. So at first, nine days after Jennifer disappeared, Fotis and Michelle were arrested for tampering with evidence. Fotis's attorney actually gave a statement after the arrest that he had read Jennifer's unpublished novel and that it was like Gone Girl, the movie, mm-hmm. the book, you know, mm-hmm. bestseller. Yeah. And so he implied that Jennifer had framed Fotis for her murder and then done disappeared herself. Right. And left her five kids. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. So this obviously enraged her friends and family who are like, no way, no how would she have ever left her children? And by the way, that's not even what the fucking book is about. Okay. And I mean, that is pretty low, even for a defense attorney. Right? No, I... So, you know, there's so many times where I'm like, I would love to be a defense attorney, but some of them are such douchebags. Like, you went to law school. You're a smart person. Like, really? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a bad person. (laughs) Massaro. Dickhead. I hate him. Okay. Fotis and Michelle both bonded out, but they were ordered not to speak to each other. 
That probably didn't happen. Yeah, probably. Okay. So then we learned there is some involvement by Fotis's real estate attorney, this guy named Kent Mawinney. A couple of guys reported to the police that they had stumbled on what appeared to be an empty grave on the grounds of their hunting club, which Kent was a member of. And he had, I mean, I guess it's like huge. Okay. And to access this particular area, you have to like ask for the key to open the gate, you know, to drive down the road. Okay. And Kent had requested yeah. the the key. Okay. He was also like a founding member of this hunting club. So he's real familiar. So, you know, police like examined this remote area and the grave. And there is no evidence that Jennifer's body was ever there. But there is some evidence that this guy Kent was in cahoots with Fotis to provide him with an alibi. And the court papers say that Kent's wife actually spoke to the police and she thought that both men wanted Jennifer dead for the money. Shady. Right. right? I mean, I just feel like Mawinney sounds like a a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So Kent was arrested and he is still not bonded out. So then Fotis and Michelle were re-arrested and bonded out again. At this point, Michelle kind of started cooperating with the police a little. At this point, she told them that she did not know what happened to Jennifer, but that Fotis had mentioned once or twice that life would be easier if she just disappeared. So, I mean, you know, she's thinking, like, can I throw him under the bus so I can get myself out of this pickle? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. So eight months after the disappearance, Fotis was officially charged with murder. And Michelle and Kent were charged with conspiracy to commit murder. Fotis was on house arrest at this point and was given an ankle monitor. His bail was six and a half million dollars. It's a lot. That is a lot. So he had put up some of his houses as collateral for the bonds company the bonds company learned that the houses were actually in foreclosure. And so they asked for an emergency hearing because they didn't want to be responsible for the risk anymore. Yeah. So at this hearing, Fotis did not show up. And so they checked his ankle monitor and they found that he was still at his home in Farmington two hours away. So police headed over there And they found that he had attempted suicide by carbon monoxide poisoning. Like in his garage? Yeah. So he still had a pulse when they found him. And so they transported him to the hospital. And he was taken off life support the following day. He left a note. It's super balls. It says he didn't do it and neither did Michelle or Kent. But it was too much for him to handle being accused of it. So he just wanted to end all the pain. Also, I think like. By the way, he's such a coward. A coward. Nice, easy word there. But that is what I'm thinking. It basically is a confession because it's like also, okay, let's say, Fotis, let's say you really didn't do it. How are you sure that these other two people didn't do it either? Right. Because he did it. Because he did it. He should have said, I mean, that they didn't do it, but he did. I mean, he's trying to die anyways. Yeah. Right. He should have like if he really wanted to like let he's a narcissist off. Yeah. No, he's narcissistic. He He couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't go down. He's like, I'm going to die, but I'm not going to go down having everybody think that I. Right. I'm a loser, which I totally am. Yeah. Yeah. Narcissist. Okay. Well, thankfully, Jennifer's mother has retained custody of all those children, all those children, since the day she disappeared. The family released a statement a year later that said that all the kids were doing well and how strong they are is a testament to the influence their loving mother had on them while she was still here. The big question now is what is going to happen to Kent and Michelle? Yeah. With Fotis dead 
I mean, I don't know what kind of deal they can negotiate for themselves. I mean, he really kind of screws Dude, that. I don't think anything. They're going to still go to court. And especially if they don't if they really don't know where the body is. Then. They have like they don't have any bargaining tools. The body is in a, in <laughs> 20 different dumpsters. You know what I mean? Like it's. Well, they painstakingly went through. I mean, I feel like they found so much evidence. I feel like the body is somewhere else. Like the whole body? At one, okay, so at one point, they dug up one of his properties, like the septic system and everything. Yeah. Until the trial happens, I don't think we'll know, obviously, everything that they don't. Yeah. You know, that they know. Yeah. And the trial will not likely happen until May of 2022. Wow, that's a long time away. I know. Thanks, COVID. And... It's going to be like crazy because the evidence for their conspiracy charges is all circumstantial, right? Mm -hmm. When the truck is driving and down the street and they're putting stuff in the dumpsters, you only see Jennifer like reach her hand out. I mean, not Jennifer, um, Michelle, like reach her hand out like twice. So her attorney is really like she didn't have anything to do with it. And her DNA wasn't mixed with anything of Jennifer's. There's a possibility that she gets off, but I doubt it. I bet she'll get like five years. Yeah, I think they have to know more information. And yeah, so I can't wait for the trial to learn what they what they know. Yeah. So Lifetime already made a movie about it. Did you watch called, it? I did. It's called Gone Mom. Oh. And I don't remember the actress's name, but like I think they got a really good one to play Jennifer. She's she's super hot. Jennifer was super hot yeah yeah she was yeah I mean I thought it was it was pretty good and accurate yeah you know and I mean you can rent it all on on prime if you don't have the lifetime wow yeah so that's a whop gosh well I think he's guilty now he's hopefully rotting in hell if there is a hell. If not, maybe he's just yeah. sitting in purgatory thinking about what he did and having to repent his sins. Or maybe he is reincarnated into like a leech. Well, I mean, really. Or a what, what kind of piece of shit is this Kent Mawinney guy that was in cahoots? I can't Dude, wait to see what all the that, evidence is. Like, hey, let's let's like off the mother of your Dude, you know five children so that I can guy. get like a payday. Yeah, and the fact that Kent's wife came to the police. I mean, she's like, that's so wrong. I yeah. mean, for your that's, wife to turn on you, you've got to be a bananas. pretty bad dude, right? Slimy bananas. So I have a little update. Somebody um, that knows Megan McAllister. Do you remember? She was the girlfriend of Philip Markoff, the fiance, remember? Yeah. Of our last episode. And I told you I couldn't find her. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted to tell me that she does have a new name. She's married. And she had no idea that her douchebag fiance was such a bad person, which I didn't think she did. You know, I had no, no doubt that no, she no. had no clue. And this guy was off doing his own weirdness. We're talking about the Craigslist killer. The Craigslist killer, right. And she says that she has beautiful children and is living happily ever after. And so I'm happy. Yeah, I'm glad she was able to put her past her. Well, she, that's a very nice update. I really appreciate that. I know. Isn't that nice? So she did say that she did suffer trauma, but she got therapy and she has a great family. And so I'm, you know, that there is a happy ending to that because I cannot. Like, what if you were like thinking you're planning your whole wedding and then all of a sudden your fiance yeah. turns out to be like, yeah. Like I said, he was on his way to be a real serial killer. I just know it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Also, uh, let me tell you something else. Here's a question that we got from our friend Summer. 
she's thinking about either going to a cruise or to crime con. I said go on the cruise. (laughs) (laughs) You do? Okay. Summer, summer, summer. What do you think? We have to we have to pick. Where's the cruise to? Bahamas. Oh, maybe cruise. I don't know. I mean, CrimeCon's gonna be pretty cool. I mean, it's in Vegas. I said like we love Vegas. We haven't committed to going 100 percent We're gonna go though. When is it? I don't know, next year. Okay. I'm sure we're going. It's Vegas. We love Vegas. We want to play some craps. Okay, this is what you do. I have a plan. Okay. You're gonna come to CrimeCon. You're going to play craps. You're going to win enough money to pay for the for cruise, the cruise, and then you can do both. <laughs> yeah, I know, okay. but I think she has to go on the cruise. I think the cruise is before Crime Con, so I say go on the cruise and then save some money. There's got to be casinos. There's a there's a great oh, casino dude, on the boat. I'm there sure there is. There is casinos on the cruise. Okay, just be smart about playing okay. craps. Just bet six. Black and eight. number four is a good number on roulette. Mm-hmm. Oh, black fifteen. My favorite. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. craps, just bet six and eight, and you're golden. You will win. I promise you. Yeah. And then Layla, thank you for shouting us out. Very appreciative. Also, gosh dang it. Oh, I'm uh, Taryn, thank you so much. Also for shouting us out. Um, so Cal Barbie, very cute. And think that's it but if you guys would like to give us a shout and tag us on instagram or facebook we will give you a shout back thank you for all of our new listeners we have gotten so many and we appreciate you guys following us on our true crime group on facebook we've gotten a plethora this last week so i know we're gonna post something welcome what should we what should we post? We should post something. What do you guys want to see on the Facebook group? That is what we should be saying. What do you want to see? What do you what do you what do you want from us? Do you guys want like our what we do? You want to see what regular? we're doing? Because I feel like a kind of a photos posting my what I'm doing in my regular life. But if you tell me you want it, I want to say I'm your bitch. But I feel like that's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> it, might. it might. I'm your <laughs> I'm I'm your girl. Anyways, clink clink everybody. Clinkity clink.